P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I am still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to talk all things Philip Seymour Hoffman and beyond. Kyle, how you been? How's it been going? I've been doing pretty well. Been, you know, cooking away on foodie films and uh, just... You know, getting getting ready for the summer. Today happens to be a cold, rainy day in May, <laughs> but uh, looking forward to the summer and some some uh, summer uh, summer foods. Although I will share, as I did, I think elsewhere, that I have joined Weight Watchers. So while I might not be eating as much food, I'm still going to be eating some good food. Yeah, how are you going to reconcile that being a foodie? But what are you going to be a healthy foodie or just a no? It's not. A it's moderation not, it's not foodie. A moderation foodie. It's all about you know the whole way that uh, Weight Watchers works is that it takes like your weight, your age, the amount of activity you do, and it tells you how many points you can have a day. And then, but like on Weight Watchers, fruit, fish, chicken, eggs, those are like zero points. Mm. So when you have like a dish, then you just have to take in chance of like what sauce is on it. And then you get like some points that way if it's any of those dishes. So there's, you know, and then even then it's not like, you know, you just, just for instance, I, I've, I've talked before, at least on foodie films of my grandmother's famous cream puffs. Those were like 13, 14 points each when I am allotted 40 points a day. So, wow. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, I didn't, you know, but that's fine because we had like a turkey dinner and I saw, which is turkey is nothing. Then I had some potatoes, which were like four points and then green beans and carrots. Those are zero points. So then, you know, most of the points that day went to the green puffs. So you just got to be, <laughs> it's, you know, it's moderation and probably some rationalization in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> now, last question I'll ask you about this because I am curious because this is something I think about as well. Your target weight, whatever that might be. Sure. Is it a little bit under? So that you can, you know, it. Let me rephrase that. Is, I get what you're saying. Like, like I don't know how to describe it, but like, is your target weight under so that, like, you know, there's going to. So be, I'm not disappointed. No, no, I mean, like, you know, there's going to be inevitable weight gain once you're off the Weight Watchers, you know. Yeah, but I'm still. I, no, my target. What I want to lose is what I'm saying and what I'm aiming to lose. But I know, obviously, like my whole thing is after this, like I joined and it's like a three month. Pro, like it was some kind of deal so you know it's a three-month deal and then afterwards it goes back to your, the the usual monthly fee to 
uh, belong to Weight Watchers. But after those three months, I'm going to see how much weight I lost, if I'm happy with it. Like, I don't own a scale. Like, I'm not, like, one of these people that, like, I'm going to weigh myself every day or even every every week. Uh, I'm going to weigh what I'm going to weigh, but I'm just going to do this and see how much weight I lose. And if I'm happy with that at the end of the three months, I'm going to, there's a great app that my endocrinologist recommended, friends of mine that go to the gym frequently recommended it's called my my fitness pal and by the way i'm not being paid by my fitness pal although my fitness pal i would love to be paid by you so <laughs> uh, uh but it's but it's a great app that like you can get that and you can get a fitbit and it just like totally tells you how many calories a day you can have how many steps you've done if you've gone over the amount of steps your average should be it obviously increases how many calories you can eat that day so all of it is like the weight watchers is to like you know get those initial pounds off that I want to get. And then I'm going to just be smart from the, you know, there out of just like how many, you know, cause you, you just, you, it just makes you realize like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, as much as I love pizza, like I can have a slice of pizza, not, you know, three slices of pizza or two slices of pizza, not four slices of pizza. Like it's not necessary. Like the other night I had a glass of bourbon. Like I didn't have to, you know, go and have a bunch and while, while you know, i mean there will still be nights that i'll then have uh you know just a, a bunch of drinks and a bunch of food then i'll just have to work harder the next week but it's just you know we're not getting younger and i want to you know i want to keep eating so i want to eat healthier so i can be around longer so i can eat more if that makes sense yeah and i'm, <laughs> and I'm sure they'll be, you know it makes sense and i'm sure there'll be exceptions for holidays and oh of course and yeah. you know special times yeah. and i'm sure everyone tuned in today to hear about your diet plan yes <laughs> <laughs> the most riveting it's that and let's talk game of thrones <laughs> no, uh, no game of thrones talk no. is banned here it's, it's no, too controversial yes, it's and way we'll, too controversial we'll be going on thought? forever yeah it really is <laughs> no but we're obviously here to talk hoffman I do wonder, though, for you in the summer, because uh, summer is such a good food season, but it's also a good blockbuster film season. It is. It is. We already had the biggest blockbuster of all time come out. Well, it's on its way to beat Avatar, so, uh, but that's fine. So we've, we've got... Kyle, still, there are f- still... four more Avatars coming out, so those will definitely do well. Those, that is true. <laughs> no, but uh, that's why we chose our two films this month. For PS, I still love Hoffman, Mission Impossible Three, and Twister. And ooh, I gotta say, guys, the voting came in hot this month. I think we had a record turnout in votes, and it was one of the closest votes we've ever had. But yeah, it was a real nail biter. Before though, we get into who won. Why don't you recap, Kyle, the pros of both these films, starting with Mission Impossible Three? Well, I'm only going to say the pros because there's no cons. <laughs> Uh, but to Mission Impossible 3, uh, it is, well, there's the obvious, clearly the third entry in the Mission Impossible franchise. It is the feature film directorial debut of J.J. Abrams, a man that has taken the mantle of directing the greatest blockbuster franchise of all time, Star Wars. And, uh, and obviously he brought in Philip Seymour Hoffman to face off against Tommy Cruz, hashtag, hashtag Tom Tom Clubs, Tom Tom Club, excuse me, uh, which I was recently on for cocktail, so listen to that episode, and, uh, yeah, and, the, and, and he is 
you know, our main man is just an amazing bad guy. He is just badass. He is, he ends up being like, they have like a, a, you know, a physical fight at the end, but he's just so much more of just like the smart and just like the, just, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to call that. The, I mean, the, the threat level that he is, the emotional toll that he's taken on Ethan in that film is just amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great one. I, I wouldn't be disappointed with that choice, that's for sure. You mentioned that you were on Cocktail with Tom Cruise on Tom Tom Club on the Cage Club Podcast Network. And that has like a very popular soundtrack. Well, I guess song, the song Kokomo from the Beach yes. Boys is on the soundtrack. Now, is there a Philip Seymour Hoffman film that has like a distinctive song? I don't I, I mean I don't think so, well, right? We- what do you like? We did, just did almost famous and Tiny Dancer played in it. No, but it right? wasn't written for the the movie to be. Oh, on the oh, 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 um, There's a famous whistle from Hunger Games. True. <laughs> now, Hunger Games soundtrack um, is actually really, really good, but it's not like there's not too many music from the soundtrack that's featured in the film. You know, like the soundtracks had great musicians, but it's more like inspired by Hunger Games. Is that, if that makes sense? Yes. Yeah, I have to. I have to, that'll be my homework for now. I think I had homework for that time. <laughs> I think you did too. But that'll have to be my, that's more realistic uh, homework. I'll just have to like look that up versus base, create an opinion, for, formulate it. Write opinion. it down and remember, because I was curious, because I, I, I'm not pretty, like I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. Like Tom Cruise has great... so many, because yeah. like think of well, the there's Top there's Gun. That hit, yeah, there's that hit song, 25th Hour, that huh? we all love. I was like, are you serious? I don't remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to talk about 25th Hour one day. No, but the other film, of course, was... That's a back-to-school film. <laughs> yes. No, we, we had decided off-air that we would do that for uh, Daylight Savings when... when oh, yeah. <laughs> extra hour. I hope that wins that month. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, the other film, though, on the ballot, another blockbuster, a huge film when it came out, a film I saw on Laserdisc originally, and that's Twister. Oh, again, nothing bad to say here. Twister is just like... The 90s kind of brought back the disaster film, and so this is just right in there with those other disaster films like Independence Day and even, like, I don't know, a terrible American Godzilla and (laughs) uh, I don't know what else was there. Armageddon, Deep Impact, Volcano. Yeah, Volcano, Uh, Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak, exactly. Hard Uh, Rain. What's that? Hard Rain was the film. Hard Rain? (laughs) I think it was... I remember I remember it was very bad. Let me see. Hard Rain. Okay. It has Morgan Freeman. I remember that one. But, uh, but yeah, Twister. <laughs> Morgan Freeman and, uh, uh, what's his name? Christian Slater. Oh. <laughs> never seen that, never heard of it. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll watch Hard Rain. Can someday. I just really quickly quickly read you what Hard Rain is about. Please, please do. Hard Rain is a 1998 action thriller disaster film produced by Mark Gordon, written by Graham Yost. Oh, Mark Gordon. Graham Yost is the guy from, like, um, Band of Brothers and the Pacific. So oh, okay. A, it stars Christian Slater, Morgan Freeman, Randy Quaid, Minnie Driver, and Ed Asner. <laughs> uh, wow, Randy Quaid hitting up two disaster films of the 90s, Independence Day and Hard Rain. <laughs> The small town of Huntington is forced to evacuate when torrential rains bring rising floodwaters. The local sheriff, played by Randy Quaid, and town residents have been through this before, and they're all too familiar with looting and the petty thefts that take place in their abandoned town. Okay. All right. Now, this is related to what I'm going (laughs) to ask you. It is, it is, because you're talking about Twister. Um, 
But a little segue here. This film had a $70 million budget and only made $20 million. Mm-hmm. Obviously not a blockbuster. No. But what makes a blockbuster to you? Does it have to be successful? Does it have to actually, you know... Oh, no, no, no. Blockbusters don't have to be successful. It's more like the scope. And it used to be a time of year, but no, that's no longer... Uh, relevant used to be the summer months i mean blockbusters didn't exist until jaws jaws was the first blockbuster and that's because i mean all like any bigger films released in may so i mean i'm released in like the uh fall usually um but then it became the summertime because people you know it wasn't thought like you go to the movies as much in the summertime there were a lot of repeats in the summer and films that did well earlier in the year or the past year would replay. Uh, so, I mean, it obviously helps if it makes money, but it's more like the money that goes into it and the scope of the film. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that because some people think like a blockbuster is like any s- successful film. But to me, it's no, like no. the scope. No, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is not a blockbuster. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. 100% agree with that. No matter how how well it does, that is not a blockbuster. Yeah. So, really quickly, I think everyone knows what Twister is about. Or, or, I don't know. Tell our Hoff fans, if they're not familiar for some reason, really what Philip Seymour Hoffman's role in Twister is. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Dusty, and he drives the... Was the barn burner, yeah, right? It's, yeah. a, it's like a short school bus, and he's part of a caravan of, like... Uh, of storm chasers, tornado, tornado chasers, tornado chasers, tornado chasers. <laughs> Maybe some people in the country probably say it that way. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, he plays Dusty, and he knows all about the suck zone, and he craves sustenance, and he's just a key part of this team led by Helen Hunt and formerly Bill Paxton, who you know rejoins. Uh, for this story, and it's just oh, it's just an awesome film that he definitely plays the comic relief and does it extremely well. I love his ensemble. I love the ensemble of the movie. So it's uh, oh, it's just one of those movies. It's it's a movie that a lot of people re- like first recall seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman in. Oh so yeah, it's a special. It's a special. <clears throat> it's a special movie in that sense. Uh, yeah, and so uh, either one, I am very much looking forward to sitting down and taking a bowl of popcorn and uh, well, this maybe a couple of kernels for me now. Uh, and, oh, oh, Kyle, I, I'd like to reveal our winner, and I'm, oh. and I'm a little disappointed that that's the spread because. I require sustenance. <gasps> food. Food, yes. Food. <laughs> food. Twister won it. Yes, Twister wow. won it. One of the closest votes, one of the biggest votes. I would say it was a blockbuster vote. We'll get to Mission Impossible 3 another time, of course, because I definitely want to rewatch that. But we're going to be watching Twister together. Wow. Awesome. I cannot wait. That was a fun episode that we did with... Uh, Wit and John, so check check out that episode. Listen to that. 
and then get ready to watch the movie with us Hoff fans cuz this is this is a big one this is a blockbuster one this is twister this is uh oh boy i'm going to we're going to make some steak and eggs and uh, yeah. I was going to say, as much as like I would like to eat popcorn, I don't think our Hoffman listeners would appreciate popcorn chewing sounds the entire time on the mic. Good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, man, but I am excited to watch Twister, and you guys can listen to our commentary and rewatch of Twister on June 1st. Now, Twister has another person. I don't know if you mentioned him, but Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day. Yeah. Fry. Fry. <laughs> it ties into my current show, High School Slumber Party. We haven't done Ferris Bueller yet, but we just did 16 Candles for our anniversary. So happy one year, High School Slumber Party. Yes, happy, happy one year. And Kyle, you were recently on a Rushmore episode. Which... Yes, Rushmore. And and, uh, and a guest appearance at your pancake breakfast. Oh yeah, that's where you mentioned the Weight Watchers thing. Yes, you were on my anniversary special. We had good fun there. But also, you know, Rushmore recently did very, very... Well, considering my own num- numbers, I mean, the feedback was awesome for Rushmore. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so unfortunately, we never got a Philip Seymour Hoffman Wes Anderson film. That would have been interesting, right? That would be, yeah. That would, well, oh, that, so that was my home, right? Wasn't it like Imagine Philip Seymour Hoffman in like a modern role? Yeah, a movie that you've seen recently. A movie that I've seen recently. So, yeah, again, I still don't have one exact, but I, w- I would definitely have to say like a Wes Anderson would be up there, uh, maybe like Grand Budapest or something. I like could that. see could have seen him in Budapest, that's for sure. Yeah. So Kyle, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but quickly, anything new on Foodie Films? No, just still uh, churning out some videos and obviously our regular episodes, and been recording a lot. So uh, just you know, building a good catalog because. God knows the summer gets busy, so I want to have them all ready for you guys to listen to, and uh, I think I might even start doing some episodes kind of like what we're doing here, just like a little fill you in what's going on, that maybe that'll focus more on, you know, because I, I just realized more and more, I, you know, I have those, every, every episode I do like a little open before I get into the interview, and they've the interviews are just you know, or I'd like to think conversations, but sometimes it's more of an interview just because I'm asking a question and these guys have so much to tell me. Um, but nonetheless, I think I'm going to do maybe some short episodes just to kind of catch up with maybe what I've been, you know, what food I've had recently, what, what cities I've been to, and, you know, even have some guests on for brief things, just like, oh, you know, what, 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 you know, what new food places have you found? Because that's what I want it to be. I want people to be sharing, and I want, uh, you know, people that deserve credits, a lot of these great chefs out there, uh, to be, you know, more well-known, and for people just to try try what they're cooking. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's what's been cooking. That's what's been cooking. Well, how about yourself besides the anniversary? Anything? Anything? In, no, I mean... It's, it's, almost, it's almost summer break for you. you yeah, know, the world of yeah. High our freshman year is almost ending. Wow. We're going to be doing some fun things in the summer, too, and we're just plugging away, doing our high school films. It's, it's been fun. But, you know, our first love, our first project here on the Cage Club Podcast Network is, of course, P.S. I Love Hoffman. P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. I can't wait to 
And I can't wait for you guys to join us June 1st when we talk about Twister. I can't wait to watch Twister. This is going to be a fun one. I guarantee that. It's not going to be one where we're, we're reaching for conversation. I mean... The suck zone. The suck zone. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Kyle. I, I guess, you know, it's your turn. It's your turn to do your thing. Well, as always, stay uncool, Ha fans. Stay uncool. Sex a thing, sex a thing, you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along.